We are here at the CX Festival in Brandenburg and we were invited with the Tech Review podcast to take a look at what is happening here. But I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to talk to some of the people, especially uh, in regards of artificial intelligence, because artificial intelligence is something that is uh, flowing into all areas of uh, life and also into customer experience. So let's have a look. The whole idea of the festival came together when my boss, Julian, he's now on stage right now, yeah. um, met with Robert at the CX Update in Munich uh, with Sandesk. It was yeah. in April this year. And actually, it was a little bit alcohol involved. And then he said, yes, let's do that. It's, <laughs> Perfect. It, it sounds like an amazing <laughs> idea. And the whole idea behind is not doing one of these events in buildings where you just see booths and it's the same speech as ever, ever again. We wanted to do something new, something fresh, especially in the CX market when, yeah. where people are but old school sometimes right and that was the whole idea of it and with the speakers what we did was we thought of our network the people we are working with daily and how they can support all the people coming here with with knowledge so that's yeah. that's the main idea of the event support people with knowledge and uh, how did you select this venue i mean it's very pretty with beach and uh, water and everything how how did you come to this well the first idea was uh, do it in an area around hamburg Yeah. But basically, most of the people coming also from abroad, coming to Berlin, everyone knows it, right? And then we were searching for a venue out here, and actually LeafWorks got the uh, venue here. And it, it is a good venue. It's it's picturesque. You can be as loud as you want, which is very good, <laughs> <Perfect>. right? <laughs> Because that's the, that's the next thing. Drinks are included when you buy a ticket, and it will be a long night, nice, and nice. probably a loud night. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, so that, that was the plan, not just having these talks and keynotes and workshops, but also having events like axe throwing. We will do that later on. Yeah, nice. we'll, Sounds dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on how many drinks are involved before. <laughs> and um, also the beach volleyball thing and the wakeboarding. So we wanted to do something more mm, natural, more in person, more out of the scope of um, an event and that's how they came up with this place here and yeah. it's lovely. What are the main topics of this conference? I mean, uh, of course, customer experience, right? Yep. So um, the, one of the main topics, because that's in the media everywhere, is how to use and utilize AI. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, everyone knows it. Everyone knows that ChatGPT and yeah. whatsoever. But for example, Bubble Force is a voice provider. We are doing voice bots and doing conversational AI. Yeah. But that means you have to narrow it down to something a customer can use because with a spoken word things are sometimes weird if ChatGPT just tells you something about an elephant when you ask for right. a ball right. um, that doesn't make much sense right um, and that's so that's the main topic how to use and utilize AI with Bubble Force also with Sendesk as a ticketing yeah. system um, uh, to, to bring it further to deflect these repetitive tasks for agents and make life for everyone easier. And since you just mentioned that uh, one of the big fears that we always hear here is um, that people are going to be replaced by mm -hmm. AI. Is this a topic that you regularly talk about? Uh, we talk about it, but we think that it won't happen because when you use AI in a, in a way that it really is value yeah. to, for a company, um, we think that these repetitive tasks, for example, why do you call yeah, uh, yeah. or why do you write an email I need or s something I need very often is to get a copy of my last invoice because I usually delete these emails. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's something a, a bot can do and AI can do. Or, but um, also creating Q&A, &A, you can use these 
AI techniques to create a better Q&A section automatically. Yeah. But these, these hard tasks, someone, is, someone has a bad mood, someone is a, uh, it's just not satisfied with the product. You need to have a person there. So what we do is getting rid of those rep repetitive tasks and really get the calls or the emails or the chats or whatsoever to the agents who can really handle the problem. I'm Matthias from Klaus and we as Klaus we do quality assurance and with quality assurance we basically make sure that the communication that all of our customers are having are always at the highest quality so we can identify problems, challenges within these conversations and the context of AI makes a lot of sense for us because when we talk hundreds and millions of conversations it's really hard to digest those conversations and AI allows us to do that for our customers and when our customers then enroll AI's uh, solutions like voice bots, chatbots, uh, it's very important for them to also have the eye into or the, the ability to look into the conversation, generate insights into what's happening when the bot interacts with a human. And this use case is really, really interesting. We're basically, what we do is we're the bot that can check the bot for quality. So it's like a bot-bot uh, nice. quality case. Yeah, basically. <laughs> okay, and is the AI use case something new, like from the past 12 months, or is this something that you are uh, longer involved with? Um, you mean we as a company? Yeah, yeah, in, in general, because uh, ChatGPT and the yeah, whole OpenAI yeah. revolution started like one year ago, yeah. even though AI technologies and chatbots uh, oh are yeah, not I that see, new, right? Yeah, so like uh, for us as a company, we have a rather large uh, team of data scientists and PhDs that have been working on large language models, uh, NLP, NLU uh, themselves for a long time. So we've been having AI solutions before the big trend now hit already. But now, obviously, uh, this has... Uh, accelerated everything I mean the capabilities of the large language models yeah. we utilize we have our own Klaus GPT as we call it but we're also <laughs> utilizing uh, OpenAI and chat GPT through Microsoft Azure yeah uh, so yeah that's basically All how right. we look at it what do you what can you tell me about the customer um, acceptance of uh, AI and chatbots yeah. I, I always imagine that people are very scared or skeptical if they don't talk to a human being um, I can tell you maybe a little bit more on our AI solution yeah. and how the acceptance there is because uh, we are not a chatbot provider. Yeah, okay. we, yeah. we, we help uh, chatbots uh, scenarios to be enrolled successfully without uh, risking customer satisfaction and customer yeah. loyalty. Um, but for us, uh, we see that generally now that the trend has hit, people have the highest expectations of it suddenly. And they think the Terminator is just around the corner. Of course. Which it is not, <laughs> but there is a lot of power in what it can do. But the people need to understand how the symbiosis of human and AI now really can look like and how they can benefit from each other. Yeah. And I feel like that's the process where we find our customers, our uh, uh, people in that are interested in talking to us. And uh, that journey is really uh, picking up now. What would be like the biggest challenge that you regularly uh, stumble upon? The biggest challenge for us when it comes to our AI offering is um, people to really understand how to make the most out of it. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, for example, is our technology capable to detect if a solution was provided within a customer uh, and company interaction? And uh, to them, that means something different than it means to the machine potentially yeah. and to just bridge that gap the, and that's what I meant earlier the 
the, the, the symbiosis of human and machine, um, that's, a, that's an ongoing process and that's yeah. the main challenge, I would think. Yeah, and I think uh, for the hype cycle, this is exactly the bridge that we try to find. Uh, some, some people try to use AI for everything mm. and now we, we have to find exactly this middle ground where we can exactly. combine both. Exactly, and, yeah. and, and really understand how it can benefit you with what it can provide. Right and uh, don't expect it to be the Terminator and give the perfect answer. <laughs> it will also make mistakes, it will hallucinate potentially, exactly. yeah. Uh, but it can, you can benefit a lot from it. And uh, it's just another really powerful employee that, that you have at your site that has properties that no uh, human can have. Yeah. And you shouldn't look at it, you shouldn't have a human-bot uh, human, human comparison, <laughs> it should be a human-bot comparison. Yeah. So it's really bridging the gap and the, I guess, knowledge and understanding for what the technology really means now. Right, right. And as it has come so quickly, uh, it's now time for us to to um, educate the market on what it really can do and how to make yeah. the most value out of it. Exactly. I, I don't think that there's any way around this. The technology is here and it, it will definitely stay. Yeah. So I think we're looking to understand what problems still exist for CX right now, right? So there's been a lot of change. COVID happened, people's expectations of customer service changed, how people actually work, how they staff their teams also changed. And then more recently, we've had a change because of technology from AI. So what we want to understand is what the customer service problems are for all of these leaders. Are they still quite typical? Are they about planning? Are they about activities and scheduling? Or are they also about employee retention and happiness? And then that's what we want to bring into our tool. We've got a great tool, we've got a great team. We're very young, we're very quick. We can adjust rapidly and so we want to know how we can help partners, companies, leaders that have attended here um, and ideally we just make work more human. In, in the past 12 months I think AI technologies like exploded and flooded into all of these areas. Are you a young company just emerging with the AI hype or uh, did you do this for a longer time? Yeah so we were founded in 2021. Um, we're now obviously like a lot of other companies working on an AI beta tool um, that's going to help revolutionize and automate some things within our own software. Um, but yeah it's really exciting to be in the world of CX right now with AI you know making all of these big promises and and sort of watching those unfold is really exciting. Our platform, Surfboard, um, our mission is to make work more human. We're a workforce management software that works with hyper-growth companies, uh, so SMB-type companies, to partner with their CX teams and provide them with a workforce management tool that centers the surfer or the agent um, in the experience. And so we're a tech product, and we're really excited to be working with other you know, SaaS and tech companies. Um, we already have a bunch, but um, we're actually just you know, here to meet more and to sort of understand their CX operation and the different challenges that they're facing and see if there could be a fit. We'll be speaking to the head of CX who will need a scheduling tool that right. does forecasting, adherence, uh, easy shift planning and things like that for its team. And we'll basically provide those tools. We'll connect into your ticket and telephony systems to provide forecasting per channel. We'll offer adherence um, that's based on, you know, uh, agent interactions and ticket interactions through the, the ticketing system. And then we'll also provide managers and team leads and team captains with an easy way to schedule their team. Um, we'll also link into your HRIS system, your GCAL, uh, your Slack to yeah. give full visibility to agents and to managers over their team schedules. Um, so that's basically what we do in a nutshell. Um, but our mission is to make work more human and um, you know we're very much about that ethos. So very excited to be sharing that with some people here today. So, so your mission statement mm -hmm. is uh, making make work more human. Make work more human, right. Yes. And uh, I was wondering, uh, since right now everything is shifting towards AI, how does this fit together? 
We think it fits really well together. We've seen in previous waves of technology and automation that AI definitely helps, but all it really ends up doing is changing the profile of work that the agent, the human, the surfer actually does on the other side. And we actually think it'll be really positive because it will automate away a lot of the low value tasks yeah. where agents were typically doing things that were straightforward, that were simple, and it'll allow them to focus on the stuff that's more sensitive, needs more personalization, is more complex, multiple systems. And that's why we think it'll be better because it frees up the agent to do the more complex that is more meaningful and more impactful for the end customer. I, I, I totally agree. And I think uh, a lot of people are afraid of losing their jobs to AI, yes. but making it more human is actually a better course, right? Exactly. And I yeah. think what we've realized is the companies that will do the best and survive AI and all of its opportunities, but also challenges, are the ones that have the best service. But a lot of the best service will depend on the most motivated, the most trained, the most eager agents. And a lot yeah. of that will come from an environment where their work is more human, There's as much a focus on the end customer, but the manager, but as well as the surfer and the agent. And that's why we're trying to make sure that we build a tool that isn't just for the manager and the decision maker, but yeah. is also for the agent on the other side. What are your experiences so far with uh, human adaptation of AI technologies? One of the big questions is always, can people really trust AI or does this alienate everyone? Is it something that, that you had experience with? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, it's not something I've had personal experience with. I think the cool thing and maybe the scary thing about AI is that it gets better the more we use it, right? And so it will continue to improve and iterate on itself as it sort of uh, gets used more and more and unfolds and learns from itself um, by itself and so you know any of the questions and qualms that we're having with it right now might be irrelevant in two years time so I think that's the really exciting thing about it. Maybe from, from a marketing point of view uh, do you feel forced to include AI because today everyone wants to have AI everywhere or is this like a liberal decision uh, for actually the, the product itself? It's a really good question. I think recently we were at an event where um, there was a slide and I think it was ironic or I took it ironically and it said Every company now is an AI company, yeah. and we 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 did laugh at that. I think you know we're young, so we can move really quickly. We ship really fast. We have a we have more engineers in the company than any other function. But what we are quite willing to do is be honest. Yeah, we've taken a look at AI. We've taken a look at the LLMs from GPT. We don't think they're ready yet. So we've got quite clear vision of AI. There's three parts to it. One is that you can generate a schedule based on text. So you could simply say, hey, I want five people doing this, this, and this, and it'll build it for you. We also think that AI has a role to play in querying the quality of your schedule. So where have I got gaps? Where have I got people who are least trained? Um, and the last thing is to make it easier for us to forecast or plan capacity based on the fact that, as you mentioned, AI is going to deflect a lot of inflow and a lot of contact. That's what we want to solve the problem for. We don't think the technology is there yet. So yeah. we'll take a look at it. Our plan is to every three months, six weeks, maybe in six months, assess the technology and how it's evolved. And only when it's ready, only when we're happy with it, based on the quality we like to uphold, do we think it's ready to actually release. We are actually also working in tech and with AI technologies. That's why I'm super interested in if you are uh, working with these AI technologies more on a chatbot level and introducing it for conversational means or mm. actually for back-end services and learning about uh, customer behavior or something? Uh, so we don't have a chatbot or anything like that. Again, we're more of a workforce planning yeah, yeah. tool, um, but we do integrate into tools like Zendesk, Intercom, mm -hmm. Front directly um, and help facilitate their planning uh, per channel 
for team leads, right? So team leads might know because of our tool that they'll need 12 people on chat um, at any given time in order to hit their SLAs. And we'll be able to pull that information from Intercom and give that to the team leads and tie it all back to SLAs, average response times and things like that. So that's really where we come in um, as valuable. We heard a lot about AI and everyone kind of mentions AI on the side. Is this something that uh, impacts you at your work? Yeah, 100%. So uh, maybe a little bit of background. I'm working for Zendesk. Yeah. So we are a customer support tool. Um, been there for 15 years, kind of like the, the big guy in the <laughs> room. Uh, and since I'm working with startups, it's a lot about this. Um, what can we do uh, as, a, as, a, as a next feature? Sadly, because it's, I, I think, a little bit of a hype topic at the mm -hmm. moment. Yeah. There is, it's like overshad overshadowing the basics a little bit. So they are just like jumping to AI uh, before even just like doing some some basics in their setup. Um, for me, it's kind of like when when you, you when you build a house, you would never start with the third floor. Yeah. But people do it. So. I like AI, I use it, I use ChatGPT and all these kind of things and it's super cool but to some extent because you still have to do the basics to then use it on top of what you're doing because otherwise it's just like bad cooking. And since I, I already have you here as a representative of Zendesk, I would be very, very interested uh, since Zendesk is basically everywhere. Did you hire like a workforce of thousand uh, AI engineers or something to prepare for like the big shift to AI? Not that I know <laughs> of. Uh, I would also say that it's not like my uh, pay uh, limit to, to, to talk about these things in the hiring. Uh, what I know is that we um, launched a new um, product mm -hmm. feature. So we have advanced uh, AI now implemented in our in our products. Mm -hmm. And I also know that a lot of like colleagues are using it. So internally, we are also using AI. We are also using AI for like a couple of years by mm -hmm. now. But it was not cool back then, so nobody was talking about it. Yeah. But um, that we dedicated, like some dedicated hiring for AI, I'm not aware of. Since we are here with uh, customer experience, right, I'm super interested in uh, some experiences that you might have made uh, if people are actually accepting AI technologies or are they feel threatened by them. Did you receive any feedback in this regard? Yeah, so I would say it depends on the age of the person. Yeah. So, for example, uh, my mom is just like, listening to maybe a podcast or rather the radio mm -hmm. station or just like reading something in a newspaper and she's like oh my god yeah it's it's going to be like matrix or like yeah. irobot in like three years i think if you are working in the scene you see it like a little bit more realistically like how many i don't know how many times are you like opening chat gpt and you're putting something in like hey please phrase this for me or like please uh, tell me what uh, coffee machine to buy and at the end there there are mistakes just yeah. like wrong links sure. or just like straight up like wrong stuff uh so i would say uh realistically i'm not scared people that are like in in the space in the tech space especially are not scared and then also a lot of people are not even aware of it like it's super like a bubble theme like when i when i talk about like other people that are working something completely different they're saying okay what are you talking about like ai or, or in german ki yes. right like never heard of it don't care about it so i would say it's split Some people say, hey, we have to be careful. And I think that's valid because it's super, super powerful. And other people are just like more realistic about just like it's it's something that is like 
in in children's shoes, how you yeah. say in German, right? like it's at the beginning. Um, so it's a little bit how uh, maybe 10 years ago, some people were already using Google Maps and were just like, it, it was buggy, right? Like yeah. everyone ended up in like some wrong street or something. <laughs> and then by now, I know, I, the only person I know that is not using Google Maps is my mom, again, yeah. <laughs> like using maps still, like old maps on a made out of paper. Yeah. And everyone is just like using it. And there's also like a lot of AI in Google Maps, but we, right. we just like don't care about it because it's just like ah, our everyday tool. Yeah. So, yeah. Right now, I feel like all conferences, all meetups, everything are focused on AI. AI in user experience, AI in software development, yeah. AI everywhere, right? Yeah. I mean, again, it's it's a hype topic. It also brings people into a room. Like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I was in I was in Israel a couple of uh, a couple of weeks back, uh, and we had a uh, future of AI event there. Uh, and sure, then two days later, we also did like uh, like a couple of uh, talks and panels for our customers, and just like brings them into the door super easily. When you say, hey we're talking about CX and AI yeah. then if you just say we're talking about CX because then I say hey I know everything about customer experience which is not true yeah. because it's also changing like there's always like something new to learn but if you just like put AI again it, for me it's a little bit when it comes to like the hype it's a little bit like like crypto yeah. or or uh, uh, or NFT like a, a couple of years back yes. not saying that it's like the same thing because I would say NFT is just like straight up a scam <laughs> like it's not working by now <laughs> point. As, as, as we know by now like it's gone uh, and AI is working yeah. but uh, you just have, have to be uh, realistic also like uh, if, if I have a panel if I'm like doing something like this it's important to talk about the other topics, right? Yeah. Because if we only talk about AI, people think, oh, okay, that's the only thing we have to do. That's the only thing that's interesting at the moment. And it's not true. What is your point of ROI in AI? Well, yeah, if you look at the studies of this, then you see that we're lucky in this space that we're working in, which is customer service and CX. Yeah. That's the space that we sell to, so contact centers and so on. That happens to be one of the top three areas for getting good ROIs from AI. And that's been this case even prior to ChatGPT, yeah. even in tech, even when it was deployed more in more complicated ways. And I think the reason is that it's very realizable. So if you save minutes, from an agent's time, an agent being a contact center representative, yeah. right, a customer service representative, then they cost a lot of money. In Europe, the average is about 55 cents. You know, it's often a euro or more. You add that up pretty quickly, right? In a million calls yes. with uh, you know, two million minutes, let's say, two, that's a lot of money, right? You're and that's why you get typically have business benefits cases that yeah. are around the million plus mark, at least, yeah. even if you have a relatively small number of agents in the contact center. So... So it means that the that a lot of ROIs are abstract. Yeah. So they are in principle, like you can work them out on a spreadsheet. The difference with deploying AI in customer service is that it's very quickly realizable. Because as soon as you save those minutes, you're no longer sending them to your external outsource provider, for example, for the call center or contact center, yeah. um, which means that you start saving that money immediately. Now, even if it's only internal, you save the, you make you make more money by freeing up the agents to do the higher quality human-to-human yeah. -human interactions, and they don't have to focus anymore on the routine stuff, which is really, really dull for agents, makes it harder to retain them. Yeah. Um, and that's also a cost center. Like, actually, the, the difficulty recruiting, training, retaining agents is is really a, like a major crunch in the contact center um, so that also adds up it stacks up on top of the earlier component components i mentioned making the roi actually pretty dramatic right uh, right now the hype of uh, ai technologies basically everywhere uh, suggests right. that we can replace basically 
everyone <laughs> by AI and cost uh, saving 100% of the of the cost. Um, is this uh, like a discussion that you have, uh, in, in fact, in your company as well to uh, reduce staff and replacing them with AI, or is it just like a well, shift of I, uh, responsibilities? I mean, I I am. Um I don't see this quite so dramatically yeah. because if we, if you look at a new, let's say a digital bank, many of us are using new digital banks that are app first. Yeah. Right? So if you use a bank like that, you would imagine, oh, this app first bank, they probably don't have any people in customer service because it's an app. Right? Yeah. But actually, if you look at those businesses, the ones that are successful and grow really quickly often have a lot of agents. And what those agents do is they call people up or write to them and then call mm -hmm. them up. And the, re and the reason is that it's quite hard to get people to adopt technology and to form a relationship with the brand. Yeah. So I think what is happening is that we're actually seeing a shift to the needing and wanting, in fact, to have human interaction yeah. for certain types of, 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 of cases um, while getting rid of the human interaction where, in, in a way, wh why would you have a human do it? Because yeah, yeah. Like, why would you have a human take meter reading updates in a yeah. utility company? I mean, yeah. millions of them happen every month, but it's an absolutely trivial process. And actually, it's a very unhappy job to do. Right? <laughs> so I, and also, in our business, you asked about our business. I mean, yeah. we're, we basically uh, turn creativity into software. So, no, I mean, we're just adding people all the time. Yeah. I mean, the, problem, the problem in our kind of business is there's not enough developers and, <laughs> and uh, engineers right. in the world, you know. So, uh, and I think that's another aspect of this, what will the future look like? Yeah. I think it's going to be a lot more differentiated than we think. I don't think it's, it's like, yes, lots of jobs will be automated, um, but uh, the job titles I've had for the last 20 years, most of them didn't exist yeah, right. a few years before I had exactly. the job. And, and I think that trend is going to continue. I'm not, I'm not playing down the fact that it could be a mess, right? Because it won't be evenly distributed and yeah. there will be areas that will be automated away very quickly and it will be hard for us as a society to deal with those things. And I think it's a job we have to do. Um, so it's not that it won't be messy, you know, because the future, what is, what's that phrase? The future is here, it's just not evenly <laughs> spread out. Right? Yeah, right. Um, and that's always going to be the case. So I think, but I, but I see it in a differentiated yeah. way. I think there's lots of opportunities and there's lots of challenges. Yeah, so. yeah. On the stage, I also heard uh, like the phrase Turing test and how the chatbots and the robots are getting more and more advanced and basically uh, from quality wise actually can replace humans. But did you uh, make this experience that maybe on the first level support, uh, people feel alienated if they can't speak directly to a human being? Of course, yeah, of yeah. course. I think it's a case-by-case -case thing. Like if you buy something that's a, that's that costs a lot, or if you spend a lot of money with a company, mm -hmm. or if you are involved in a process where you're very upset at the time when you call, then it's, you know, in all, in those and a few more situations, you definitely want human-to-human -human interaction, and yeah. you're going to be irritated if you don't get it, including me. And I'm a major, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm the AI, like fanboy, like right. poster boy here, you know. Um, that's just a fact. And, and again, I, I think that I think that's that's um, that's okay. I think you'll also be irritated though if you're a human <laughs> and you phone up and you only want to do something really simple and it and you hear, well, I, the earliest time I can get you an agent is 20 minutes, yeah, or no. or tell you nothing and you wait 40 minutes listening to music. bad music. <laughs> right? So that's and that of course disappears with the automation. So I think you take away some irritations, but yeah, like I mentioned, the digital bank example, um, I would say that that in many situations, if you're going to build your brand and you're going to grow your company, then you have to have you have to build in the human-to-human -human interaction. Right. The question is, how, when do you use which one? Obviously, you sell you sell something for a dollar, you know, and you buy it for like you're not going to have a human take the sales call. Yeah, right? you know, it's just not going to happen. If you buy a sofa for three thousand dollars, then yeah. 
you know, right. then you're probably going to want to talk to somebody and you're probably going to want to check about, is it insured and when will it be delivered? And right. Um, so and I think those are two very, very different cases. True. Absolutely true. The conference out in nature is kind of interesting. On the one hand, it is super cool to have all the sun and the water and uh, wakeboarding and uh, everything all around that. But at the same time, I'm pretty sweaty. I have sand everywhere. So this is usually not the feeling that I have when I, when I walk through a conference. How are you, Alex? I had to shush away two spiders oh, yeah. that wanted to like <laughs> grab me, the camera, and run away. Yay nature! <laughs> Yay nature! We have a lot of nudists running around oh, here, yeah. so it might become um, it Yay, might become yeah. <laughs> so so don't get us wrong. We are not complaining. It is just completely different to er anything that we experience on any other um, conference so far. Um, but uh, from from the content perspective customer experience what i did not expect was that uh, basically every single talk also included the topic of ai technology yeah that was yes. fun that was fun actually yeah it, it was perfect for us because this is the topic that we can actually talk about uh, and customer experience is something um that is that is maybe even most important for us as as a customer right um and this is this technology is everywhere um uh, penetrating all of the all of the areas and technologies and uh, You know, you know what came very interesting along is that um, even though a lot of those com customer experience companies, about uh, specifically also about sales um, support and so on, they also try to incorporate either they have already chatbots running yeah. and either they are like based on AI, but they are not with a com uh, with a company that was like presenting today, but it's in there, it's in there, right? So yeah. they they kind of do something with it. They are also very aware of. Um, hallucinations and that the customer would want rather to have like uh, a discussion with a real human over just a machine so there are very there are a lot of thoughts who go into this whole discussion about customer experience and ai at this point and i remember like three years ago when everything was around blockchain uh, we saw we don't talk about that <laughs> i mean the, the truth is everything had to be blockchain every company and every innovation had to have the word blockchain in it everything had to have blockchain in their name and uh, right now i think in the past 12 months it was kind of the same with ai technologies and llm everything that was founded everything that was new invented everything had to have ai and uh, and language models in there um, but uh, a very very interesting quote that we uh, got from uh, Piers right now, like uh, in our last interview, was that uh, the ROI, the return of invest, is basically what we have to keep in mind when we design new products and when we design uh, new new uh, interfaces. Because at the end, it, we don't benefit from simply throwing AI everywhere. Uh, we also have to keep in mind that we want to get something out of this, right? CX Festival is a fully-fledged success, I would say. Yeah, and I think um, they are already planning And I think they are already planning uh, a second version next year. And so it is super interesting uh, to see how this format is evolving and if people are going to love it or not so much because of the sand in your shoes. <laughs> At least, yeah, I mean, if it goes everywhere, you won't like it. But um, I saw that they have ice cream and yeah. I'm kind of compelled to go hunt, hunt down some ice cream We right now. We are going to have ice cream now. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, so totally do, right? <laughs> See you next week and hear you next week. Totally do. <laughs> Let's go back to the studio. <laughs> <laughs>
mosquitoes. <laughs> no mosquitoes, no spiders, no sand. No but, but it was a great atmosphere. <laughs>